Hey guys, welcome to today's podcast, or if you're on the website, today's blog. I'm joined with Ernesto. What's up, Kelly? <laughs> Ernesto Segasmundo from filmit.com is an amazing therapist and videographer, marketing, film marketing guru. Um, so I'm excited to share him with you guys. Thanks for coming on today. I am excited, Kelly. <laughs> Always fun talking to you. Oh, thanks. It's fun talking to you. We have good energy together. <laughs> yeah, we do. Just as long as you don't ask me to get on the roller derby thing. <laughs> yeah, because I, I hear you're pretty violent on those. I'm not violent. I just try not to fall so much. I'm barely <laughs> surviving, but you should come out sometime. Well, oh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I might get thrown around with you, lady. <laughs> Well, I am really happy that we're talking today because you have started a group on Facebook, filmit.com, right, for therapists? I have, uh-huh. And I'm in there and I'm just seeing this explosion of therapists wanting to do marketing with video. And mm -hmm. so I want to ask you about what you think that is about. Why is video becoming more and more commonplace in marketing for therapists? Well, you know, according to research out there, um, for the past few years now, there's been a lot of talk about how video was going to dominate this year and the previous years. Mm -hmm. and research is showing that if you have a video on your website, it's actually 54, I'm sorry, 55 times more likely to get on the first page of Google. Now, when you think about that, holy crap, right? If you have a video on uh, on your website, it has that, that that chance to get on the first page of Google. And we're knowing now that consumers are, only, are visual, they're auditorial, and they want to see and understand who or what they're buying. And so if I thought if a therapist gets their selves on video, the more they can increase the engagement with those who are watching them and know more about their service. So that's what I thought when I did the Facebook group that, you know, I wanted to inform people of these incredible statistics and research that's coming out about video marketing and let them know, look, you don't have to hire filmit.com. Just get yourself <laughs> on camera, mm -hmm. try to get your personality out there mm -hmm. because this is the wave of the future as far as marketing. Yeah. I think there's such an advantage to it because you get to see the person, which is really what the client is investing in, is the relationship with the therapist. And so it's in a clinical marketing term, you call it like product demonstration, but really they get to know you better and Absolutely. it saves them time. It's a great service, you know, and for if any of you have ever looked for a therapist, it is yeah, and you know, going far beyond, and I think we, you and I had a conversation about this, going far beyond about what consumers are looking for. Uh, first of all, I have to say this, that I think we, I think consumers are smarter than we think. Oh, yeah. I know on Facebook, uh, a lot of people would say that consumers would just pick up the phone and call randomly their therapist and go, hey, I need your help. I, according to the research that I'm, I'm, mm -hmm. I gathered for about a year and a half now, that is not true they're actually researching they're they're reading your blogs they're watching your videos mm -hmm. they're asking friends and families about therapists so i hate to break it to all, all of you 
we've got very smart, intelligent, and well-informed consumers out there. So if you have a video of yourself, they will look at you from different lenses. The top two um, deciding factors for any consumers is when they're watching your video is your personality and likability factor and your competence level. Mm -hmm. So if you can translate those in videos, that is going to be the most powerful way to engage and gain clients. How do you think the competence is demonstrated? Because it used to, you know, when we coach therapists like in boot camp, we really try to talk about identifying with pain and talking about what, how the transformative experience and the outcomes versus the technical jargon. Yep. So is that kind of what you're experiencing too in the video? Absolutely. You know, this is the first time I'm actually hearing you say this because it makes me feel better knowing that we are both aligned and Zinimi and Bootcamp is aligned with Filmit because I always tell my Filmit clients when I do promotional videos is speak to the pain. Yeah. And when you understand that pain, let's provide not just a solution, but how to make the person a little bit journey from pain to relief, mm -hmm. right? And, and that, that's in a sense. So you're absolutely right. I try to say, take, stay away from technical terms. So for instance, if you're an EMDR specialist, I would stay away from any of those technical terms because I studied EMDR and like there's, if I can't understand it, <laughs> how are people going to understand it, right? So mm -hmm. yes, you're absolutely right. We have to use lay terms and we have to look at the res not just the results of it, but also um, the way that they've, uh, they've given some sort of an emotional response to those who are viewing your mm -hmm. video. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that, actually. Let's do, Kelly. Because I think that good marketing elicits emotion, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so in video, what are some things that you do um, for your clients that are in filmment to elicit that emotion? Wow, Kelly. This is awesome questioning. You didn't, <laughs> you didn't even send me any of these questions, but I love it. I okay, love good. the <laughs> Um. So there's two things that I've found that a lot of people respond to, and this is for non-therapists. These are, um, I will release my research, okay, uh, at the end of the year. I've been doing research for about a year and a half, trying to understand consumers. And two of the most powerful emotional response that can capture um, consumers and provoke loyalty in them is one is if you, in your video, insinuate or give off the energy of hope. Mm -hmm. If you give a sense of hopefulness to viewers, they will be your loyal followers for life. Mm -hmm. okay? The other is inspiration. Um, I've noticed that when you've, you inspire people from a hopeless place, from a dark place, to a brighter place in their life, inspire them, because we are creative beings. Let's just, let's just be upfront with that. And, um, human beings are very creative and if you help it tap them into that creativity and the creativeness they become really really hopeful as a um, person and be become their true self mm -hmm. so my philosophy is look when we write your script when you talk in front of a camera do I feel hopeful mm -hmm. do I feel inspired by what you're telling me 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about scripts. Oh, here we go. Because <laughs> that's good stuff. And I think that sometimes people hear the word script and they think, oh, it's scripted. Like it's a bad word. And for what a lot of people don't know is every single webinar that Miranda and I do is scripted. Why? We want to be sure we cover points too. There's two of us. And man, if you put us both in a room together, we're going to talk over each other. So we have to say, you say this and then I say this, you know, but I think there's something about scripting that is important to the video process. How do you do that with film it? So there's two ways to film uh, a video. One is the actual script. You write out your whole verbiage mm. and they read off of a teleprompter. Uh-huh. And that's one way. Um, we, we know Robin D'Angelo. Mm-hmm. She's a clinician, and she actually pulled off the teleprompter. And I, I discourage teleprompters because, one, you can sound mechanical just reading off of uh-huh. <laughs> right? Yeah. Two, you lose the emotion. Yes. Okay. I've been trained in teleprompting. I took a whole class of it <laughs> when I did voiceover work, and it is a skill. Like, it's not... And then also this idea of like your eyes moving, how do you kind of hold the same point of focus, you know, and all of that. So it's so difficult. Discourage it. Yeah. It's so, it's really, really difficult. So that's one way to do it. And I don't, I don't say, no, we're not going to do that. Sure. Right. Um, But I, I discourage it. Mm -hmm. Right. There's the other piece of let's write out what, um, I send therapists the questions. Mm-hmm. I want you to know that I'm going to be asking you these questions. And that is the interview style where they're not facing the camera. They're facing me and I'm talking to them like you're interviewing me right now. Mm-hmm. And in post-production, I edit all of those pieces that puts together this, this therapist with this personality. Because when I do interview style, my goal is not just the content, but your emotional response right. and also you as a person. Right. And I think that that is the brilliance of video is editing. <laughs> that, that, you know, you, uh, you've put out a blooper reel for uh, someone we know, Catherine, and people forget, like, that, <laughs> you know, if you blub and, blah, 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 you know, whatever, you're there to just cut and splice and put it together to make it seem seamless. So it doesn't have to be perfect at the moment when you're recording. That's part of the editing is to make it, you know, be cohesive. So it's okay to make mistakes. And yeah. And I tell, I tell therapists who I do videos for, I say, you know what? I am going to just let you make mistakes because we're human. And I can Mm -hmm. tell you now, trust me in the editing room, I can splice all of these things together and you'll be good. I think when, when they hire a videographer, they think I got to nail it. Mm. I got to be, you're not, you're not paying for you to nail it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're actually paying us to make sure that we help you nail it through the editing process. So as soon as I tell them that they have a big sigh of relief and they're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, it's already anxiety provoking because unless you're Kelly Higdon who had <laughs> training in, in, you know, the arts, you're not going to execute it. Right. 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 As if I do, but <laughs> <laughs> I make plenty, <laughs> you know, 
I think one day you posted in your group about like all the start stops you had before you just like recorded. And I was like, yeah, it's totally me. Like, you know, except for these vlogs, I don't edit them. I like cut out the beginning and the end because there's just me moving my hands around and stuff. No one wants to see that, but I leave it, you know, because I don't have time for that. And really it's more about our conversation and that's easier to listen to on a podcast anyway. Yeah. But yes, I have a lot of, Hey, this is good. Hey, okay. <laughs> Don't forget the F bombs. <laughs> There's plenty of those too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we were talking before I started recording about all the ways you can use video. And one of the primary ways that I got introduced to your work was you were doing, I don't know what you call them, but I call them like intro videos for like the homepage, sort of like a welcome, this is who I am kind of video. Um, what other kinds of ways are you seeing video used for therapists, whether they're website, blog, whatever? Yeah. You know, um, early on, you and I had a conversation about this. And for the past few months now, I've been thinking how to go beyond the introduction video and how creative videos can be. Um, so I was invited to, to speak at the camp symposium uh, last November. Mm -hmm. And um, I was a big believer in... Uh, recording your workshops and put, putting that on, on your website for mm -hmm. more exposure. Mm -hmm. But now I'm thinking your videos need to make money for you. Mm -hmm. It's not just a mon money factor, but now I'm encouraging therapists to do e-course. Mm -hmm. You can splice them together to do 15 minutes increments mm -hmm. or even 30 minutes or even an hour. I was on the phone yesterday with a camp um, CEU uh, designator and she said that, you know, for every one hour of video is one unit of continuing education, right? Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to her about ways that we can, I can monetize this, right? Is I, I'm going to do segments. Yeah. So that people can just either buy the whole hour, buy two hours, three hours, and then give them that continuing education. But the point being, and you're, I think you're raising this as well, is that your video introduction or your video promotional videos should go far beyond just promotional videos. It should go into a place where you're sleeping and you're making money. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and let's talk about that. You know, yeah. I think we really need, we, we, you mentioned earlier in, in our conversation on the side that that word funnel mm -hmm. is an ugly, ugly term. Right. Unfortunately, this is business. Anything that you do right now, anything that you do right now as a, 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 a clinician, if you wanted to do, videos on certain uh, on your certain niche make money let that be your funnel and right. don't be afraid to say look i have a, f a, a money funnel <laughs> right well and that also comes down to why you have the funnel is so that you can measure your return on investment so let's say you're getting so many clicks on your website and so many calls per week you add the video you see an increase you know you paid x for the video you saw this many more clients that's your return on investment so when you start doing other videos, you're wanting the same thing. You know, I think videos can be used for vlogs and mm -hmm. those are kind of the easiest do it yourself kind of things because, um, they're something you kind of create regularly and in mass. And so maybe not always as so professional per se, though you can, um, you can invest in some of that equipment and do it yourself if you wanted, but vlogging is one of the ways, but then like you're saying the funnel, 
how people opt in. Maybe they download a free mini course with videos that leads to something else that has videos. You know, so you have this consistency in your marketing. If you are a person that is really interested in the video side of things, I kind of like it. I'm actually going to be going back to more of it than writing because it's more who I am. And it's just, to me, feels a lot easier. Yeah. Um, so having that kind of consistency is nice. So funneling, not everyone can be in your office. There's other ways that they could work with you or benefit from your knowledge without having to show up for therapy. Yeah, and I think we also have to think about how this can be part of our multiple streams of income, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the conversation that I, I really, really am trying to have with any of the therapists that attend my workshops or in the Facebook groups is get videos to make money for you. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Do it. Right. Um, I was talking earlier just about like if you're interested in video and I think a lot of people are curious about it, but some of them have hesitancy. And one of the talks came up in your group was about the introvert factor, how someone will look at me and say, well, you're an extrovert. And I am, I'm very clearly an extrovert. Um, as I get older, that's starting to shift a little, but I'm still high on the extroversion scale. And so sometimes people feel like, ah, oh, I'm shy and I'm quiet. How do you feel you can, how can someone that's introverted make video work for them? You know, I made a switch a few weeks ago. <laughs> and I thought in my, I do believe that marketing, um, the, the tactics, the strategies are for extroverts. And let me just explain why. Um, extroverts get, gain their, their energy from the external, they, from other people, which is great. But for people who are introverts, I had to really think about me as an introvert and am I intruding into their world and making them extroverts as marketers? Mm -hmm. And I had to make that switch after having a few conversations with professionals going, I'm afraid, I'm afraid, I'm afraid. And we started talking a little bit more about it. And they were shamed for when they were growing up, they were shamed for being quiet, they were shamed for being introverted. And I, I want to have that conversation. I'm still learning. I want to have a conversation of what's what's it like for therapists who are introverts to make a video. I for me, I can just turn on the camera, start talking. If I stutter, I'm okay. I, I'm I'm I can make mistakes and that's fine. Um for people who are naturally on an introverted scale, they it requires a lot more energy from them. Right. Right? It requires thought. It, it requires authenticity. If they don't see a reflection of authenticity and mm -hmm. who they are as a person, um, uh, they turn off the camera real quick. Right. Right? So before I do any videos... Uh, with those who are introverted to ask, you know, where do you fall in those scales? Maybe mm -hmm. we can take a, a quick personality test and then see where you're at. Because what I'm noticing about those who go, who are naturally introverted, they're very intentional with everything that they do. They want to make sure that their persona is reflected on their writing, on their videos. And that's why the editing takes a lot of time, not because it's grueling, but it's because they want to be true to themselves and the content that they, they, they have have to make sure 
that it it adds value to sure. to the people that are watching and it, and extroverts do that too okay extroverts but our do process, all- i would say our process about it is is a little different the way we approach it you know like you're saying like we just we act and then sometimes think <laughs> um or we're <laughs> a little bit more um proactive versus yep. an introvert's process may be a little bit more thought out um or um yep. yeah I don't know if you've ever met like people that are in film, <laughs> but I, I do find a lot of people in the arts are more on the introverted side though. Like on film, they seem extroverted or whatever that comes from coaching and training, but personally they're not, they're introverts. And so what I think you're saying is, is you don't want that to happen to them where they feel like they're glammed up to be someone they're not but that it matches. And I think that can come through probably the scripting, the imagery, the music you use, the things that they're going to be sharing. Yeah. And absolutely. And the visuals are great too. You know, I noticed that when I work with those who are on the introvert scale, even the images have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. The images have to reflect their practice and who they are and making sure that people are seeing that and going, wow, I know the therapist. Right. You know, everything is very intentional. So, yes, I'm making a shift on my on the way that I film. I knew it, knew it in the back of my head, right. but now it's like, boom, in your face. You know, mm-hmm. it's like really, really understand who you're filming and make sure you respect them on the highest level. Yeah, that's great. So in talking about personality, I think that's something we're establishing here is that regardless of where you are in your, your personality, video can work for you. And it's about having someone that can get to really know you and reflect the true you. We are all about authenticity. Nothing worse than, you know, someone asked me, like, they were shocked as to why on my therapy site back when I had it, why I had a picture of me with pink hair. And I said to them, I was like, would you like to show up and your therapist have like a pink mohawk and that's not what they look like on their website? Like that's just (laughs) not fair to someone. Then then I become an object of distraction. I want them to know what they're going (laughs) to walk into, you know? And I think that's important with the video stuff. I I just thought of something that I, I wanted to cover with you and that is video social media because we now have Periscope and live feed and blab and beam and Snapchat and all these video social media. What are your thoughts about it? And I see you playing around with some of it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. But just as I say this, I'm still in the process of trying to make sure that it fits within the mental health world. Mm-hmm. I keep preaching about this, that unfortunately, social media and video um, sometimes can, are not friendly to mental health therapists. And let me tell you why. Mental health professionals are in the, are, um, in the business of, of making sure that they don't disclose information, vital information, and crossing the lines ethically and legally. We have to keep that in mind. I did a live feed last night. Um, not uh, informing people that, yes, I love live feed. I love all of these things happening, but we have to make sure that it's in line within our ethics and legal 
uh, um, responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Now, if you ask me what that is, I'm going to tell you I don't know. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's because law is formed based upon cases that get brought to court. This stuff is so new. There is no law. You just no, don't want no. to be the case that gets brought to court. That's the thing. <laughs> you don't want to be the cause for the law being created. And exactly. That kind of goes back to integrity, doing your highest and best, and thinking of the purpose, right? Don't just do video so you can just chat. Have a yep. purpose behind it. So, yep. and now, yeah. And now, live feed is available on your business page. Thank goodness. Your I Facebook, am so glad. yeah, Facebook business page. Yeah. There's good and bad to that. Right. Um, we sometimes engagement. we don't know that engagement. We don't know if your clients are going to have already liked your page, and then you right. go on there do a live feed, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, we talked about that in session. Great. Mm. What are you gonna do? You mm -hmm. know, you can actually delete that." But these are some of the things that, that the reason why I say videos, uh, live feed may not be friendly to mental health professionals based on the legal and ethical ramifications. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're right. We are a very reactive society where you don't want to be the first case <laughs> getting sued out there. Right. right. So just as I'm a big believer in videos, big believer in where live feed and social media is going to take us. I'm also still a licensed clinician. Mm -hmm. And part of that is I have my responsibility to uphold the and to protect my clients and future clients and the mental health community as well. Right. I will say this in my experience. I have a social media policy. Every client signs it and not a single one wants to follow me on social media. Like, they have a different relationship with me. They want to preserve that. And if they are following me on social media, that's grist for the mill in the session because it's, it's talking about attachment and other things like that, what's going on. And um, so having a policy, if you guys don't have a social media policy, please get one where you cover all the tools that you use or that you can be found on, um, yeah. places where they can review you. Yep. Because you want to already have those kind of boundaries set. And I honestly tell my clients, like, you don't, you don't want to follow me on Facebook anyway. It's just a bunch of, you know, marketing stuff. This is for selfies you. Selfies for yeah. me. Yeah, for you. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> selfies. Send all selfie sex to Ernesto at filmit.com. <laughs> You're always teasing him about that. Um, so I think that that's a good caution. I think... A lot of the video is new, but if you go on, I believe personally, if you go on with a specific topic and you're being educational and you're providing some value, but you're not disclosing or anything, this is just you demonstrating some expertise, you're going to be a little bit safer in that kind of realm and yeah. keep it to that kind of professional place that if it were to show up in court, there's like, what is there? This is just like a regular talk. And, and having disclosures on your profiles and things like that is good, too. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned um, disclosures, okay? That's one thing that we have to be mindful of. And where you can put disclosures is actually in your YouTube description section. Nice. And um, I'm going to have more of that policy. Um, I'm, I'm creating a manual for licensed for professionals on this is what you need to know. Yeah, you know, you're doing things like this because absolutely you need that disclosure. Mm -hmm. um, I am doing a 
uh, a survey and I have to put a disclosure on where I'm going to put that information. Yeah. It's the same thing with videos. This is only, this is not taking place of therapy. I'm not giving you any type of advice. This is just content sharing. That's your website. Your website should have terms and conditions now. Yeah. I mean, that's something we're adding into boot camp is that kind of, you need to have some legal discussion about how this is not therapy. This isn't constitute relationship, all that stuff. It's just, it's the new world of internet and all of that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I think I, I, I want to have more discussions about this on the social media sphere because a lot of people have this tendency to say too much, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and we want to be careful with that. I am a cheerleader for videos. Anybody, somebody's doing a video blog or whatever, I'm, I'm sharing it. Yeah. Because I know how difficult it is to market and I know I, I, w- I didn't get any training. And now we have social media that has leveled the playing field for those who pay millions of dollars for advertising. And for the sh- Joe Schmo like, like me, yeah, wants to make money. And now I don't have to pay anything. Yeah. Put a video out there. Right. Exactly. So it's, it's opening up. I think technology, social media, all these things are opening up opportunity for us to reach people in in ways that we haven't been able to access before simply for cost or simply for, you know, the technology has developed so quickly now. It didn't exist a year ago, two years ago, like it does. And so for us to stay on top of that means we can also have better conversations as we establish how to act with these technologies in an ethical way. And that's why I think it's important for people like you and I to test things and to explore and delve in because we need to keep the conversation going, not just, I'm not dealing with that. I don't want to talk about it. I'm scared. But we need to have conversations because there are people that are, yeah. are, are venturing into it. So in terms of how people, oh, can you hear me? I can hear you. There you go. All right. So if people want to learn more about you and to maybe get in on your awesome Facebook group, can you tell them how to do that? Yeah, absolutely. So this is what you could do. You can visit my website at www.filmit.com and there is going to be an icon, a Facebook icon right there that will take you to my Facebook group. Okay. And join us. It will be fun. Um, Again, one of the things that I, I say on that group is do not be shamed. Do not be pressured. Do not be coerced to make a video. You go on your timing. Stay there if you want to lurk. Go ahead and engage with us. Um, But the purpose of that um, Facebook group is to help you to become more aware and therefore courageous to put out a video for marketing purposes. So, yeah, so just go on my website. All the information, my YouTube channel is on there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I said, Facebook, Twitter. You can always reach me through that, and um, we would love to have you. Kelly's on there. <laughs> All the cool people are on there. I don't make videos on there, though. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lurker. <laughs> but we love your engagement in there, Kelly. So, you know, it really means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I think we've covered it all. We started out with how to rank on Google and SEO and ways to use video and what to do if you're an introvert, video and social media, how to make marketing not just for your practice but for multiple streams of income 
I think this is a good synopsis, like a good intro to film it and the cool stuff you're doing. And I'm excited to have you at Mac. For those of you that don't know, Ernesto does promotional videos for all of our most awesome conference attendees. That is part of your ticket is that you get to hang with Ernesto. In addition to your headshots, you hang with Ernesto and get a promo video. It's so amazing. And Every therapist, even though they were totally nervous, they love working with Ernesto because he puts them at ease. So excited to see you soon. All right, we totally froze there. So you guys go check out filmit.com and I'll see you in his Facebook group.